Welcome back, folks. We're here with another great show. We have a wonderful guest with us today, William Ford. He's a husband. He's a father of three, 12 years in the HCM sales game, and he is the owner of Coast to Coast Payroll and Payments. And this is a sales broker for HCM sales. Is that right, William? That is correct, sir. Awesome. Welcome aboard. Before we get to you, William, how you doing, Walt? I'm good, man. I'm excited to have William here with us. Yes. About his craft and uh, his skill set, and get some pointers on what he does. Yeah, for sure. Learning. We always love to learn here. Before we get into that, we got you. I know you got the questions in advance, but we love origin stories, right? We always want to hear how folks broke into payroll. How'd you get into HCM sales? What's your background? How did it all happen? How'd you get to this point? Yeah, so for me, I've been in the banking industry for five or six years. Uh, I was managing a local branch up in Detroit, Michigan, where I'm originally from. And I started dating my now wife. And as we were looking to move in together and combine finances, it, we just started having real conversations and basically came up with banks don't pay really well. That's and true. Facts. Especially like, Facts. like branch managers. Yeah, unless you own it. <laughs> yeah. They just don't yeah. like to pay a whole lot of money. That's true. And so I, um, I actually went to my regional VP at the bank and I asked him, I said, I need to get a raise or move me to another branch. I need to make more money. And he yeah. literally verbatim, he told me, if you want to make more money, go to another bank. Yeah. Oh, I wow. thought, that's crazy. So yeah, that's horrible. I decided to just start looking around and that bank, we partnered with paychecks mm -hmm. and yep. I, I always did really well with referring paychecks into our business accounts. And nice. so I just said, well, let me just look into paychecks and see what that does. And the salary was bigger, the commissions were better, and I applied for the job. I interviewed three days later. I went through two and a half hours of interviews with four different people coming in and out of the conference room. And wow. at the end of that week, they offered me the role. Two weeks later, I was selling for I was training at Paychex. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so that was that was 2011. That's when I cut okay. my teeth into the payroll industry. Nice. Wow. That's a cool story, too. So sales, you broke in as sales. Yes. Okay. Did you find any challenges becoming a payroll salesperson, but I'm assuming you've never processed payroll? I Man, the only thing I knew about payroll walking into this was that I got my direct deposit like every two weeks from the bank. <laughs> I like, that's all I knew, right? I love it. So, I love it. Yeah. You know, so I didn't how know did that go? About, yeah, I didn't know anything about breaking down FICA and... Stewie versus Fuda and all these alphabet stoop for me. And I'm like, right, what in the right. world is all of this stuff? Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, at least then, Paychex, they had a great training program. That's awesome. And they would fly. They was out to Rochester, New York for two weeks. Wow. And it was basically payroll 101. You wow. Everything about what goes into running a payroll, the taxes, when they're filed, what semi-weekly depositors are. Versus monthly deposit, they really That's go awesome. in. So I, I don't wow. know if they still do. I haven't been there for a long time, but then, man, it was, it was really eye opening for for somebody who didn't know anything about it coming in. Right. Yeah. No, but that's awesome. I love it. So now you have coast to coast payroll and payments. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, yeah, coast to coast really just came from the idea of 
I've been in the the HCM space for over a decade now, and I've been building sales teams for nine, 10 years. Nice. And I've done it at multiple organizations. And the last organization I was with decided to go in a different direction. And so when my position was eliminated, I, again, sitting down with my wife, uh, having some conversations and we said, I, I could probably just apply for jobs at other HCM places and go build a sales team for one of them again, or I could look into doing it myself. Yeah. What I was able to actually find through some of the connections that I've made in the industry over the years is I was able to find a large publicly traded organization that will manage all of the service side so that me and my team can just go be the salespeople that we are. And then we have an accountability system in place so that we know the service is at the level we need it to be. And so that we can come in whenever there's a service issue and we have input in that, even though we're just a sales organization. That's awesome. Perfect segue. What have been your greatest challenges about payroll sales? I would say early on, obviously learning payroll understanding what all these different acronyms stand for and how taxes get moved and when they get moved. Yep. And this is something that a lot of on the operations side, when you're the customer, mm -hmm. you might not even think about this, but I believe too many salespeople miss in this space, in this space is the tax money that has to be moved by the different people. You know, if you're with XYZ payroll today and you switch over to ABC payroll tomorrow, and they start processing for you. What are the tax ramifications? Good. Who's responsible out, for what? Right. And so one. I think that's that's a really big challenge for most, especially those who are new to the industry. That's a big challenge because they don't know. And it's a challenge in closing deals and trying to help the client understand this is what those tax dollars are going to look like. Paychecks is responsible for this. We're going to be responsible for this moving forward. We got to pull this money up front, but you're going to get it back in four days from ADP. Like really yep. walking through that part's a big challenge. And let me and ask you, just, is yeah, that why best practice for payroll transitions is like a quarter end, either a year end or a quarter end? I believe that's why a lot of the accounting community wants to push they their like clients it, to only switch at quarter breaks because it's clean. It's clean. Yeah, yeah it's always going to be clean, especially with the filing of that return, you know, right? Exactly. The 941 or whatever exactly. your state form is. There you go. I've always talked with my sales teams, even those that I've trained into the industry, is a lot of our customers out there are at the very least a monthly depositor. And so there might be like a small feud a dollar or a small suey dollar that might have to move change hands, but you can really, you could still move people at their first payroll of a new month because the monies have already been moved ah, by your okay. current provider. So, okay. so you can do a lot of that inside of a quarter, just understanding who, you know, who's responsible for that quarterly return at that point. Is that usually client driven though? Hey, I need it done now. We're going to, don't worry about the quarter. We got to go now. Or do you, right? Do you find like it's more client driven or, do you guys actually push a month in or does it even matter? Right. You just, Hey, do whatever the client needs. Right. Yes. Yeah, there's a little bit of combination of all of that. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. If you do it right and you walk the client through what those money exchanges are going to look like, then mm -hmm. moving on a month is not a big deal at all. 
because okay. you're taking over, we're responsible for the quarterly return. It's all going to be really easy. We'll take care of it. Yep. It's when the clients had an issue at their current provider and they're like, man, I got to go and I got to go now. I don't want to, yep. I don't trust another them to day, run right. another payroll. Yeah. I know that, that feeling that's too. Really, yeah. Yep. Or, or you get with some of these, sometimes you get into these larger companies and the sales pressure is so strong on their reps. You got quotas to hit. Yep. Right. And sometimes yeah. those quotas are dollars and sometimes they're units. And if you don't get your units, you're losing your job. So now the salesperson can become the one that pushes and, and the is the one who's making that move instead right. of waiting for what's right best for the client. Yep. Got it. Got it. What are, what a, what have been some the opposite? What are the, some of the biggest rewards in payroll sales? Man, I will tell you my biggest personal reward being in this industry has been the amount of business owners that I've been able to create relationships with. And then they become mm. longstanding relationships, whether that's people who become clients yep. or even like those in the accounting community. When I first started at Paychecks, it was, man, you got to meet every CPA in your industry. That's your number one referral partner. Yeah. Go meet them all. And to this day, I'm 12 years in, I've moved. I haven't been at Paychecks in eight years. Still have relationships yeah. with a handful of those CPAs. Yeah. Or yeah. I can call Frank and when I'm in Detroit next week, and me and Frank yep. will go have a glass of wine together at happy hour because if, if you that good at what you do, then built. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. I do the same thing as a payroll person for my companies or whatever company I work for. I become great partners with our, my vendors, right? Because a lot of times clients take that kind of air of you're the vendor, just do what I say. You know what I mean? Just very dismissive and very, you're the vendor. Ah, I pay you. Ah, come yeah. on. These folks have a lot. They're human on the other end, right? You, you, we don't pay the client rep that I'm using. They're not getting rich off of this deal. You know what I mean? So it's like right. I got. They're humans. I got to. I got to partner with them and be nice. Now, don't get me wrong. It all when I have to hold people accountable, I hold people accountable. But it's like an staff At that point, they're like, "Whoa, Brian's upset. Man, we must have messed up because Brian's great with us. If he's upset, that means we really messed up." You know what I mean? So I love that relationship part of it. I love that answer, man. Cause you could have easily said, Yeah, money, duh, the money. Right. But <laughs> right. Right. But it, it's no, that, it, that that's the everything. truth. The relationships have been big. And then I've been in a lot of leadership roles. So I've built sales teams. And so it's been super rewarding for me as an individual to be able to hire somebody new to the industry, mm -hmm. doesn't know anything about it and see them four or five, six years later thriving, That's you know, doing nice. really yes. well. They built their network, they hit their numbers and it, it becomes a role and it becomes an industry where you're not grinding 45, 50 hours a week, banging out 200, 300 dials a day right. to hit your numbers. And so to, to be able to look back and see some of those individuals and see them at companies that I hired them at six years ago and they're still there. And they're top performers and they do really well. That's, That's also awesome. been a big rewarding piece for me. Yeah. Oh, so you got a good eye for talent. That's cool. That's awesome. So as a salesperson, do you get to see the latest and greatest payroll technologies out there? And how does that work? Yeah, that's an interesting question because it really depends on who you're with. Okay. If if you're a sales rep at, let's just say, Paylocity. Yeah. And yeah, 
you're seeing one of the best, right? Paylossi's got a great product yep. for their niche. For their, yeah, for their market. Base. Yep. Yep. So you are, you are seeing it, but you could be with another organization that really hasn't changed anything or updated anything in three or four years. And you're not mm -hmm. seeing the latest and greatest. And the only way you could possibly see one of those latest and greatest is if you got a demo from somebody in that, in, at, at that other organization. So what I have found with the, the changes in technology and as they improve technologies and new things come out is really working with others in the industry to make sure that you're always up abreast of what is new out there. Oh, wow. Right. Yep. So no, knowing a high level sales rep at a Paylocity, at a Paycor, uh, ADP, Paychecks, Heartland, knowing those, so you can pick up the phone and say, Hey, I heard you guys are doing this new, what's yep. the change? How's it working? What do you think of it? And that's really, instead of saying, Hey, they're the competition, man, stay away. It's you no know, embracing your competition because at the end of the day, you're going to learn a lot from that. And so that's something that I've always tried to do. And I've always tried to instill in my reps as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. What kind of, do you guys limit how about a salesperson? You probably won't, but what do you, what's in the portfolio, right? Is it just HCM? Is it just payroll service? Like what, are you limited to what you offer? Do you focus on only certain softwares and technologies? How do you pick what you're going to sell, sell the folks? Man, I'll tell you what, that's probably the best question you guys are going to ask today <laughs> because th this is a really big component within our industry from the sales side of it, right? So you guys might not see it as much on your side as the client, right? And in operations, but on the sales side of it, Think of it this way. Almost every vendor out there only sells their product. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you call paychecks is selling you paychecks yeah. flex. Absolutely. That's their product. Yep. Right. ADP, yep. They, everybody has their deal. Mm -hmm. So within the organization, if you work for paychecks, now it depends on what, um, what segment are you in? Yeah. Are you in there mm -hmm. 10 employees and under, are you 10 right. to 50? Are you CPA right. only? Mm -hmm. Are you HR? Yep. Right. And so that's where you can get into, Hey, my portfolio is nothing but this. And then there's other companies that you can go to that don't necessarily have all those parameters built in. So you can open up your portfolio a little bit more. What we're doing here at coast to coast is I don't have any segmentation whatsoever. Nice. So the, the five or six agents I have across the country, they can go after a five person weekly. Like we just ran one today for a brand new company down in San Antonio, Texas. Nice. You can also go after a 350 person semi-weekly. It's his choice because he's going after the business he wants. And then we actually partner with two different vendors. So now we can look at which one's the better fit nice. for the client versus just, awesome. hey, this is the avenue so we've we got. And that's right. It. right now it. it's, let's really have a discovery about what do you guys need? Yep. Where can we streamline and simplify processes within your organization Let's talk about the gaps you have. What are you looking for? And then let me go see which one of my vendors makes the most sense for you. Yep. Yep. Wow, that's awesome. And so then within, within that, the vendors we're working with, we can do standalone time and attendance if we need to. Nice. Right? We can do just payroll or we can do payroll with applicant tracking and time and labor. There we go. And we can get into HR. 
We can have that full-blown full HCM, yes. right, where you have your Ben Admin in there. We're connecting yeah, to an we employee go. navigator. There right, so go. you can do all that. Taxes? It's just, How do you cover taxes? Yeah. Absolutely. Through, through yeah, your, one of the vendors? Okay. Yes. Okay. Taxes are being moved by the vendor. So it's all being ACH. Everything's electronic. They're the ones filing the 941s. Your state forms are doing all of that for everything. And the filing of the W-2s and everything else at the end of the year. Very cool. I love it. I love it. What, what about like now how they have the uh, earned, what is it? The term is earned wages on demand, something like that. Pay on demand, right? When you can, folks can pay themselves daily and stuff like that. I don't want to say daily pay because that is actually a brand. Right. But mm -hmm. it's right. A great one at that. They look like right on that one. But it, it's earned wages like on demand for lack of a, a, a better explanation. I think it's something with earned wages. Do you got, does the vendors have anything for that yet? Yeah. So what's unique with that one, and we'll see more and more of this is mm -hmm. there's separate entities that have created that. Yes. And then they're going to the payroll vendors to say, Hey, you should Partner. offer this to your client base. Yes. And then there might be a small little fee for it, right? That, yep. For example, if you work with, if you work with anybody who's with Prism HR, so Prism okay. HR, there's especially large in the uh, PEO space. Ah, okay. So if you're with a PEO and they're using a Prism HR, you're going to have access to the vendor that they've already partnered with for that or daily that. pay or that pay on demand, whatever term right. you want to use for it. Right. And so then you as an employee, if you're using time and attendance, you're punching in, you're punching out, it's tracking all of that time for you right in your employee self-service. Then you can go into Zayzoom, okay. which is the name of the vendor. And you can say, okay, Zayzoom, I'd like to get my $400 that I've already earned and yep. I'd like to get it today. Yep. And then Zayzoom can process that for you and it's all built into payroll. So right now what you're seeing is, again, there's separated vendors that are doing that. And I would, I would think that probably in, in the near future, one or two of the payroll big guys will end up buying some of those vendors and then they'll own that component yeah. and they'll build it into theirs. Yeah. I think what well, ADP does have a solution, but ADP is really good at the marketplace, right? If they don't do it, they got their marketplace now. Earned wage access. That's what it's called. Earned yes. wage access. The general industry term. Yeah, that's very good. What else? Let's see. So time and attendance is important. The earned wage access. You got, I'm assuming they have mobile capabilities for some of this stuff. They have a mobile solution. 100%. Yeah. Nice. And what you'll see in the market is just about everybody has an app. Yeah. But for the two or three that don't, they still have web based yes. and it's mobile yeah. optimized. So you're mobile still doing optimized. it on your phone, right? Yeah. Um, if what is if you can, because I get nervous with doing payroll from a phone, they usually don't let you do that from the phone anyway. But like some of the stuff you can't, ha you shouldn't have mobile anyway. You know what I mean? So yeah. I get real nervous. What what can I do from my phone now? But yeah, yeah, especially now with the ooh, here's a good one: cybersecurity. Are you guys addressing cybersecurity's concerns? Yeah, that's a great question. I would tell anybody, anybody looking at a payroll vendor, you should know what that vendor is doing behind the scenes for cyber protection. Yes. Great advice. Now, there's a couple of different there's a couple of different tests that every payroll vendor goes out and does every single year 
and they get they register their testing with the with the test company so that it's all there and any sales rep should be able to provide that for you right so if you're sitting down with somebody i don't care if you're just talking to one or if you're shopping them when right. you sit down with them you should be able to ask hey can you talk to me about what you guys do with for cybersecurity to protect the data and then they right. should be able to present you some sort of the, the findings from those tests that they run each year thank you for that perfect i love it and as we close we always ask our folks what advice would you give specifically in this one though what would you give payroll folks looking to get into payroll sales so if you're looking to get into payroll sales and you're if you're coming from the operations side right if you're somebody who's run the payrolls payroll and you're looking to get into sales i would tell you the most important pieces for me walking into the industry would at this point would be i want to know how often do they change their compensation plan because that's a big deal you get into sales you get into it for the comp Ooh. plan right so you want to know what your commissions are going to be what your bonuses are and some of these organizations are changing comp plans every single year yes wow yes. I, right I know of one, they just changed their comp structure and people who were just hired six months ago, boom, they got a new compensation plan all of a sudden. So you definitely want to look into that. How often do they change comp? If you already know payroll, then the training piece might not be as important to you, but then you want to know what kind of market segmentation do they have and what market are you going to be in? What does that mean though? What does a market segmentation mean as far as payroll sales? So. Some vendors will segment everything based on the employee count. And okay. Brian, you may only be selling to clients that are under 10 employees. Walt sells to clients that are 10 to 50. I sell to clients that are 50 to 200. Right. And so if okay. you're right. out and about and you're talking to people and you get introduced to a company that's got 65 employees, you don't get to sell that deal. You got to bring me in. <sighs> now I'm the one who has to go and sell that deal. And you might get like a little percentage so the, of referral, yeah, sure. but it's not really moving the needle for you because right. you just thought, man, I get to go close this 65 person deal. So I would definitely look at market segmentation and in which market are you getting put into, especially if you're someone who knows payroll already, I wouldn't want to start as somebody who can't sell to 50 and above. Right. I'd want to be able to have the ability because I know what they're dealing with. I know. I know what their life looks like on a day in and week out basis. Right. So you want to be able to go after some of those deals that you're accustomed to. So those are probably the two biggest things that I would look at if I was somebody coming from operations, looking at sales. All hmm. right. All right. Well, anything else? No. Very well, helpful <laughs> information. I just didn't well, want to say exactly. I'm sorry, but, but look, remember, what well, a lot of it is audio only. This is only yeah, yeah, yeah. so for, right. the, for oh, the listeners. I'm good. I, I I think it's good. I, just stuff like this, yeah, I think it's good to laugh about and have a good time about. Man, I'm I'm good. Now, William, man, it's been very insightful. I think that this these conversation these type of conversations will pique the interest of people who are in payroll and may want to jump into sales. Yeah. And they don't realize, man, there's another avenue for me to potentially go into about something I'm passionate about. And this may yeah. actually pique their interest. Yeah. I'll tell you guys this. I know we're coming up on it. So I'll give you two quick things. One of, 
the absolute best salespeople in this industry that I've ever met. She is a rock star. She started off as a payroll specialist at the payroll company she works at. Wow. She ran, ran payrolls for two or three years and she said, I think I want to go into sales. And she is, I mean, she wow. kills it a year in, year out. And I'm friends with her. I've known her for 10 years. This lady's on vacation all the time with her family because she puts <laughs> up such big numbers. Big numbers. But it's because to she knows she knows the system as good as anybody. She yeah. processed 150 payrolls a week for two yeah. years. No doubt. Who knows it better than her? Yep. So there's definitely something to be said for coming from that side of the business and moving into sales. She's also, she's got the personality for it. She's really good at it. The other piece that I would look at when we talked about compensation, outside of how they can change things, a lot of the payroll companies pay an upfront commission when the client first, start, first starts processing payroll, right? So Walt's, uh, Walt's business LLC might start running payroll next month. And if he starts in August, then that salesperson is going to get 15% of the annualized expe expected revenue. And they'll get paid that in September, right? Usually about a, a month after the, the original processing. And then Walt could be with that payroll vendor for 10 years. Yep. And that sales rep got paid one time and that's it. So that, that does two things. Number one, it's a reason why a lot of payroll salespeople don't follow up with their clients wow. because they're like, man, I'm done. once you're past two months, I don't yep. care. It ain't going to cost me anything and I don't get paid again. Wow. So mm. the other component is there are only a handful, two, three, maybe four that actually pay a residual moving forward on the payroll deals. Ah. So now Walt LLC signs on with one of my agents my agent's getting 50% of the deal for the life of the account. As wow. long as Walt's with coast to coast, my rep's getting paid 50% of the deal. Wow. And then there's other companies like Heartland's one that's really good at it. They pay anywhere from 15 to I think 25% margin residual on the wow. deal of the account. So that's another component to look at because yeah, you can get paid big commissions up front. But and then man, you look back again. after a couple of years and you go, well, what the heck, man? <laughs> yeah, I got hundreds, yeah. I brought a hundred, hundreds of clients in, but I'm still seeing only one time. Wow. That's a great yeah, call that's, out, that's, man. William, we learned so much. Years. I love that. I love that. That's yeah. really great. Wow. And you need that's to think amazing. about how that changes the service level, right? Yes. If I'm getting paid every month that you process payroll and you call me and say, Will, I'm having Jane a problem. didn't get her yep. direct deposit or my payroll yep. specialist hasn't called me back in three hours. Yep. Well, hold on a second. Let me get involved and fix this. Yep. So now we take customer service that can sometimes be sketchy and we take it to another level because now I'm invested as well. I love that. That's something that sets you apart from the rest of the pack. You know what I mean? Right. And that, that, that's awesome. Now, so to wrap it up, tell us, what do you want folks to know about coast-to-coast -coast payroll and payments? So what I want them to know about coast-to-coast -coast is we are, our motto is to be like an insurance broker in that, again, we're not trying to be one size fits all and just squeeze you into the one vendor that we work with. 
We want to open this up to say, okay, let's take you to what fits your business best. But we're going to start that by having a real discovery about how you process, what you do, where there's gaps. How can we streamline some of those processes? What can we simplify for you? And I'll give you a real quick example. We've got a small customer just started. They ran their first payroll with us today down in San nice. Antonio. It's a little tire shop. Thank you. They've got five employees paid every week. They've been doing payroll themselves. Yep. Cut, cutting checks every Friday for the guys. Hey, you worked how many hours? Okay. And they just cut checks. Yep. And they had, they had no way of verifying how many hours these guys are working. They have no way of controlling whether these guys are working overtime or not. Because at the end of the week, the guys go, oh, well, here, I wrote it down. Here's how many hours I yep. worked. Here's how I was here. So they had a, uh, a CFO for hire type of individual mm -hmm. kind of come in to say, hey, let's clean some of this up for you. And the first thing he did was reach out to my agent to say, hey, nice. these guys need to get on a real payroll system. What can we do? Nice. So mm. we had that 45 to 60 minute conversation. Walk me through what you do. Why do you do it that way? How are you tracking this? Right. And we really went through step by step. You know, this person, they're late every single week, every month with their tax payments Oof. because they forget they're running yeah. their business. They forget. Small they, shop. They're paying $2,000, $3,000 a year in penalties. Oof. Man, we do. You just pay for our fees plus some. Yeah, you right? go. So, exactly. So then we started talking about timekeeping. Let's simplify some of this for you. Instead of just putting it on your guys to write down their time card on a piece of paper, how mm -hmm. about we start really looking at, let's simplify some of this. So we set them up with their timekeeping is all going to be part of the uh, app that the guys put on their phone. Yep. And it's geo-fenced for Yay. the parking lot. Love to hear that. Yep. Right. They can't punch in down the street from at McDonald's home. or Starbucks or yep. <laughs> yep. home. It's geofenced for the parking lot of the business. Yep. But what was more important to them was they needed to be able to do scheduling inside of it. Yes. And be able to get a notification that tells them Joe punched in before his schedule yes. or after his scheduled time. Yes. Uh, now they can start taking overtime down because they don't right. need to be paying 30 hours a week of overtime. Yep. Yep. Right. So some labor simplifying yep. and streamlining some of those processes for them. It's a five person company that's been around for 20 years. They might be our client for the next 20 years because they've never yep. really talked to anybody about this before, but taking the time to actually know what they're doing and where the gaps are so that we can make the right recommendation. That's really where coast to coast is going to pride itself. Each one of my agents around the country, that's what they're going to do. I do it. I sell payroll. I'm out there talking to business owners every day about it. I'm in my networking groups. So nice. that's really the commitment from us. And that that's the one thing I don't want anybody to know about Coast to Coast. I love it. Perfect, perfect way to end it, man. That's awesome. Walt, anything to sign nope, off? That was perfect. That yeah, was perfect. man. That's awesome, guys. So folks out there awesome. listening. Thank you, guys. If you, you, you hear that level of service for us, we really partner with, we've been blessed really to have folks on that have this incredible service level. Check them out, Coast to Coast Payroll. Thank you, folks. Yep. Till the next time, have a good one. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to It's About Payroll. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and most importantly, keep going.